Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. It is tax day. Make sure you pay your taxes. You got to pay them. I want them to be lower. I vote for people who say they're going to make them lower. I push them to make it lower. I vote for other people when the first people don't make them lower. Taxation is theft. Taxes utilized in a punitive measure to try and influence behavior are despicable and disgusting. I can't say enough that the income tax should not exist at all and in any way no good has come from the income tax since it was developed in 1913 and i mean no good at all no one can point to a good that has come from the income tax it has only divided people it's only been used as a cudgel against people politically i would get rid of all of this nonsense that said pay your taxes tony katz tony katz today what's going on everybody 833-468-8669-833. Got Tony. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll debate anybody on this subject. First, taxation is theft. Secondly, the income tax is flat out abusive. And most importantly, it's never done an ounce of good. Never once, never ever. It doesn't matter what programs they point to. You decided a program was acceptable and I lost out on my hard-earned money you put yourself in as a silent partner on when you had nothing to do with the creation of that job nor the actual fruits of my labor. You think you're entitled to that? I think you should go to hell. You see how this works? Good Lord. I didn't say you couldn't have luxury taxes and all sorts of things. States are entitled to taxes, and you'll note I'm never discussing it on a state level. State can charge income tax. I could decide to move to another state. It's the federal income tax that I oppose. I know I oppose income taxes in general, but what states can do is far different, far, far different than what um, can happen uh, via the federal government in, in, my, in my view. But this is all, you know, all to say you still got to pay them. Still got to pay them. We keep fighting. Don't forget uh, to pay them. There is a survey from CNBC that says a record 69% of the public holds negative views about the economy now and into the future. The question is, what exactly are the other 31% smoking and how can you and I get our hands on some of that sweet, sweet, sweet stuff? A bag of weed, a bag of weed, or everything is better with a bag of weed. It's the only nothing you'll ever need because everything is better with a bag of weed. Who are these 31%? How can they possibly be okay with what's happening out there? Biden's approval is down two percentage points to 39%. His disapproval is now at 55. That's compared to a survey in November. And 24% say it's now a good time to invest in stocks. May, may I share with you something? I... I'm trying my best, trying my best to develop a plan for investing. I'm so scared to invest. I don't know which way is up because I don't trust this market at all. I do not trust this market in the slightest. And when I ask people uh, who know more than, than I do, hey, what would, what would you be putting money into right now? And their answer is six-month treasury. I'm like, six-month treasury? Yeah, it's paying over 5%. It's paying over 5%. Put your money in that. Better than keeping it in the bank. You want you want to trust the market right now? You want to trust the market right now? You're out of your mind. 
Look, I'm not telling you what to invest in. I, 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 full disclosure, I have not done it yet. I, I won't lie to you. If I'm talking about something and I've done it, I'll share it. Otherwise, I won't. Uh, I'm, in a, I'm in a money market that's paying well, better than a bank, but I just, it, it's, it's crazy. And I don't think I'm the only person who feels a bit frozen by this. And some people say it differently. They're not frozen by it. They're saying, you know what? Keep your powder dry. Wait, just wait. The opportunities will come up. Now is a good time to be holding cash. Maybe. Don't take investment advice from me. I'm just saying that the data that I just read to you goes along with what we know. People don't have faith in this economy. They don't have faith in these markets. They don't have faith in Biden. That's the truth. I think the real question is, when will they? And when will people see things happening in the market? It's okay, the market's already figured this in. We're good to go. I don't know. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. So I guess now we're cool with guaranteed contracts. I mean, not totally guaranteed contracts, but, you know, 179 million in guarantees. That's what Jalen Hurts just got from the Philadelphia Eagles. 24 years old, only proving you went into the wrong business. 2479 million in guarantees. Lamar Jackson was looking for the fully guaranteed contract. Doesn't seem like he's going to get it. But Jalen Hurts got his. And the question is, is this a big change for the NFL? He's now the highest played player in history. Is this now the future? Guarantees of some kind? Is Jim Irsay, owner of the Colts, wrong? And when he says, uh, we don't go for guaranteed contracts, because it seems like the Eagles do, and it seems like that may be the story uh, for sure. Let me bring in, by the way, I'm Tony Katz. What's going on? Let me bring in JMV from 93.5107.5, the fan, the sports guru, the voice of sports in the state of, uh, of, of Indiana. And uh, Indiana comes into play, when, especially when you talk about the Colts and this whole concept of C.J. Stroud, Ohio State, falling down in the draft. But you, you heard this deal, man. Jalen Hurts getting the sweet, sweet cash. Uh, this too much for Jalen Hurts? And does this change the entire conversation about how quarterbacks get paid in the NFL? Now, Tony, this is the going rate for Jalen Hurts right now. And I think it's interesting to note, if you go back to September, ESPN reported that there was a deal that the Ravens offered Lamar Jackson, that Lamar Jackson acting again as his own agent turned down back in September. So it doesn't go without the Ravens taking a shot at this, but this is the going rate for Jalen Hurts. I mean, might it change the game for Lamar Jackson in some way? Maybe. In terms of the Colts, Tony, it just won't. And here's why. Because, for one, the Colts are going to draft, and we'll get more into that in a second, a quarterback as a rookie. 
The other thing is to fit in Lamar Jackson, that type of deal, they would have to cut a bunch of players. They would have to make sure that everything fits salary cap wise. And then Tony, there is really no guarantee that the Ravens just simply don't match and bring Lamar Jackson back. And then you're just kind of left like this, right? Yeah, but the, so, but, but yeah, I mean, more to the, more to the point is the idea of this, this deal it, itself, the idea that there are $179 million in guarantees here. Lamar Jackson's looking for a fully guaranteed contract, not saying he would yeah. get it, but this now sets the stage, right? Does this help Lamar Jackson in his case? Or is this the, hey, nobody's getting fully guaranteed and Jalen Hurts is not even in his prime yet and you, Lamar Jackson, have taken enough hits to maybe pass your prime and that's the end of the ballgame? No, I think that Lamar Jackson is going to have to ease his stance. Lamar Jackson is going to end up back in Baltimore when this is said and done, but he's going to have to ease his stance. Now, this deal with Hurts doesn't compare – to some of the outrage the rest of the NFL had with the way that Jimmy, Jimmy Haslam, the owner of the Browns, brought in Deshaun Watson and then, you know, re-upped him forever and guaranteed so much money and all of this. It doesn't compare to that. But it may, again, change the game for Lamar Jackson. I just don't think um, Lamar Jackson is going to get Tony what he wants out of this. And I think that it's been handled sloppily. And you could argue Lamar Jackson had representation. It could be different. You could argue that, you know, Baltimore, you got to be smart like, you know, Howard Roseman and Philadelphia did. You know, we strike right now with Jalen Hurts. You go ahead and lock him up. You're good to go for the long-term future. Baltimore should have done that. And, in fact, tried to do that allegedly back in, in September, but it didn't work out with Lamar Jackson repping himself. So they both made this kind of a huge mess. Yeah, but, the, like, the, the, the Deshaun Watson story there, the Browns taking him, throwing all the money, saying, absolutely uh, whatever and, and discarding Baker Mayfield and, and, and the whole thing um, that was about the idea that this guy was too much of a problem off the field to make that money worthwhile on the field never mind uh, the real issues that Deshaun Watson has has in front of him I don't want to dismiss those or, or minimize those but this is about when, when you bring up Lamar Jackson screwed the whole thing up the whole thing is because he's his, his own agent, meaning he wouldn't listen to reason and say, take some of it guaranteed and the rest is how uh, the rest goes. Is that what you mean by screwed up? Well, no, yeah, he screwed it up and so did the Ravens because they, they could not find common ground. And with a talent like that, a former MVP that's that valuable for your team and that valuable that in terms of what it would look like with other teams in the NFL – I mean, you do screw it up. You just got to you got to go long term with that guy. And the Ravens evidently tried and Lamar Jackson wasn't interested. And now Lamar Jackson is kind of hanging out there and, you know, missing voluntary, I should say voluntary workouts, which you want him to be a part of. And that's problematic. But you can argue that both sides in Baltimore and Lamar Jackson handle this badly. I don't think that there's going to be much of a profound change in philosophies here on either side. I think ultimately, again, Lamar Jackson plays football this year. He just goes back to Baltimore, and we'll see if there are any charred feelings after all this has taken place. Let me take you uh, to the NBA playoffs. Mm -hmm. and, and I was trying to for whatever reason, I can't get this video to play properly without being silent. It looks like a freaking Zapruder film. Uh, this is <laughs> I can do some play-by-play -play for you if you want. Draymond Green, uh, Debonis Sabonis. This is uh, the Golden State Warriors against the Sacramento Kings. You explain what in the world is going on here. And Dr Draymond Green got ejected from this game. Is he about to get suspended? Here it is. Late game situation right here. Golden State trying to make a run. You get two guys, Tony, tangled up being Sabonis and Green. 
Sabonis grabs the ankle there of Draymond Green, and Draymond Green kind of does a Christian Leitner stomp. If you go back and look at this, Sabonis, I thought, started it. Sabonis started it. But here's the difference in it all. Draymond Green has a history. He has a track record. Draymond Green was seen with the stomp. That's what was magnified, and because it was him, he got tossed. And because it was him, he's going to face suspension. But Sabonis, as much as I love the dude, he played here at Indy. He started that thing grabbing the ankle right there. But that's just the reputation. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. He started. Let's go back to the videotape. Okay, let's go. Marv Albert. That'd be Warner Wolf. Let's go to the videotape. All right. It is Sabonis who gets pushed to the ground. He, you're telling me that in getting pushed to the ground, he's no, he's yeah, grabbing yeah. onto the ankle no, and he deserves you know that. Those are guys physically getting tangled up. I'm not suggesting he deserved getting stomped, but that was a reaction, a bad reaction from a guy that has a long history of bad reactions. So that's going to get him tossed. But listen, Sabonis was not without responsibility of everything right there, and I'm sure Sacramento fans love it because ultimately it led to the tossing of Draymond Green last night. Is Draymond Green going to get suspended? Are we going to see him at a couple plays? Um, you know what? He he might, but here's how I look at it. I kind of look at it as, you know, there was a starting point right there. I mean, it was both sides. It wasn't one or the other. They may look at that stomp as being something you cannot, being so egregious you cannot look past. I would like to think you wouldn't suspend the guy for game number three, even if it is Draymond Green, even if, Tony, he's at times detrimental to his team with his actions and behaviors on the floor like that. I thought that both parties had responsibility or bear responsibility there, so I'd like not to see him. Give him a fine, let him play in game number three. We are. Uh, by the way, they're going to suspend him for a game. I mean. <laughs> well, they may, they may but I, I think that's weak. Given the circumstances that we just watched with that wonderful video you played back, uh, I think that's weak. That'd be weak that's by the weak. NBA. That's but it can't be weak. weak. No, it's the NBA that's freaking <laughs> yeah. weak because yeah. it'll be like, we can't afford to hurt the ratings. Who cares? <laughs> oh, he plays, he touched his ankle. So the guy gets yeah. a cracked sternum. Sounds cool. <laughs> Let's get more ratings next week. I, I love that. I love that stuff. I do. I like it. I love the 80s NBA where guys win at one another. So these guys threw punches back in the day and no technicals were handed out. You think that's what people want? You think that's the NBA people want? Um, I, I think that oftentimes the NBA is viewed upon these guys love one another too much, Tony, and there's too much, you know, friendly AAU kind of camaraderie going on. And I think that some fans out there like to know that there's an edge in competition like that. And, you know, if things get a little bit salty, things get a little bit salty. And then uh, you just kind of move on. Salty. Salty goodness gracious. Talking to JMV from 93.5-1075, the fan. This was um, from, uh, I think this was KHOU. Uh, so this was a, a, for whatever reason, a Houston outlet, but a, a sports outlet. Check this out right here. Is CJ Stroud's NFL draft stock falling a poor performance uh, in, in some of the uh, what, what combine-like things? And, yeah. People saying that maybe he isn't going to be one of those top three picks. Now, being in Indianapolis, the Colts sit at pick number four. According to everything you have ever said, uh, Chris Ballard, the uh, GM of the Colts, wants Will Levis, has decided on Will Levis, is fine with Will Levis of Kentucky in that fourth pick. No need to draft up. No need to be the Panthers coming in and taking that first pick from the Bears. And now you have people saying, well, maybe, 
maybe uh, maybe Houston will come in and take Levis at number two. Leave Stroud in his falling position for the Colts at, at number four. What's your take? Uh, well, people will tell you, I just talked to Matt Miller, the ESPN NFL draft analyst, and he told me in his mock draft is coming out, he has C.J. Stroud going to the Colts at number four. And here's where all this begins. It all begins because Carolina got up to number one, Tony, as we've talked about, because they wanted the overall selection of whomever they wanted a quarterback. They have evidently decided on Bryce Young. Houston doesn't want to run. Again, this is reportedly on Stroud. Arizona is not going to draft a quarterback. Evidently, there's not a lot, at least right now, we're nine days away from the draft, not a lot of interest in trying to trade up for any of these teams. So Matt Miller told me earlier today in an interview I'm going to air this afternoon on this show, my show, um, from three until six, that he believes that Stroud's going to be available at four. And this has all just come down in the past couple of days. Now, we'll say this. You and I went back. And we've talked about C.J. Stroud. I had been told that C.J. Stroud was a guy that maybe in these one-on-ones that are so important for these teams, um, there was a bit of a struggle with some of these teams getting his leadership quality. Now, for me, you can gain that. You can earn that. You can mature into that. I just want his arm talent. I just want his quarterback talent. That's what I'd be thrilled with. But that could be playing a role in this. But his Vegas odds now are going to number four overall to the Colts. So as it stands nine days away, it looks like C.J. Stroud, Tony, just may be available for the Colts at number four. Will they take when, when I hear someone discussing the idea that, you know, not so sure he's got the – the, the the leadership skill that 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 sounds to me like the kind of thing that a sports guy who's on TV says to fill dead air, right? That's the kind of thing that 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 a guy puts out there and states and talks about how important it is leadership in, in in the locker room because you know they once played for an hour and a half and therefore they have this secret knowledge that the rest of us could only dream about. But I think that you're right. You're not discussing the uh, the idea of a guy maturing and being around other men, being around yeah. other leadership, and finding his way into doing it his way as opposed to what some coach, some GM, some standard is of their way. There's a very money ball conversation uh, in this in terms of what it is that you're looking for and how it is that people uh, d- develop. I think that you're onto something here. Is that leadership thing something that the Colts are even looking at? Is is that yes. moves them? I, I, I know that for sure. I know that they're looking for that. But what I say, I think that that conversation can be a bit overblown and lame. I'm looking for arm talent. I'm looking for quarterback talent. C.J. Stroud described himself at the Combine in February here in Indy as a ball placement specialist. Uh, the Colts haven't had that in a long time, especially anybody with any talent back there. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I believe C.J. Stroud to be. So I don't really care. Grow in to a leader. And maybe Tony. That's my point. Colts, yeah, I mean, maybe the Colts have been burned the last couple of years because they haven't had it. Well, look in the mirror. That's on you. That's have on it. the Colts for not developing that. That's have on it. top have to it. bottom. That's from top to bottom. That's their blame. I'm worried about quarterback for the long-term future. And if C.J. Stroud's available at four, I don't care if he could 
couldn't lead, you know, a, a dog to go drink water. Doesn't matter to me. You teach him to do that. I want to see him play quarterback on the field. That's what I care about. Yeah, this this is about the idea of of development. And and yeah. if you're expecting Patton or George Washington right <laughs> yeah. off off the go, I think that's a that yeah, that's should have put it's on lame. a guy that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it, it's it's lame. And see, here's where we are. We're nine days away, and all this crap that's just ridiculous, Tony. We start hearing, and people start talking about. And as I've said, ninety five percent of these conversations we have leading up to the draft, we're going to look at it after the draft is absolutely a waste of breath. It has been worthless. But that's where we are with this because this is the conversation every year. This is normalcy. JMV, can't thank you enough. JMV, 93.5, The Fan, the voice of sports in Indiana. Appreciate you. More is coming up. I'm Tony Katz. What John Ratcliffe is saying is that he has the proof that the lab leak is the only explanation for COVID-19. I mean, that's got to be what he's saying. Who's John Ratcliffe? He's the former director of national intelligence. That's who he is, former congressman. And if he's going to say that the leak is the only explanation, he's got to have the thing. Well, he's going to be testifying if he hasn't already in front of the House Select Subcommittee on uh, the coronavirus pandemic. And this is what he's going to say. It's the only explanation and plausible assessment. Now, if you ask you and me, we totally agree with this. I mean, I guess you could argue there is another, that it went from the bat in the wet market to the human being, and, well, that's how it spread. But this is the lying communist Chinese party, and you have a a virology institute in Wuhan where this broke out that studied bat coronaviruses. Chances are it's the lab leak. I'm going with that. Put down my marker. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Guys, what's going down? What's going on? What is happening with you? 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. Find everything, TonyKatz.Locals.com. I really should take TonyCats.com and forward it over at this stage of the game. I mean, that's, you know what? I, remind me to do that. Remind me to do that, and I'll, and I'll get that done. This is going to be the, the, the statement. Fox News saying they've got Radcliffe's prepared testimony ahead of his appearance uh, at this committee, and this is what he's going to say. My informed assessment as a person with as much or more access to anyone than anyone to our government's intelligence during the initial year of the virus outbreak and pandemic onset has been and continues to be that a lab leak is the only explanation credibly supported by our intelligence, by science, and by our common sense. China is not going to like this, but then again, who cares? The same people with the Chinese police stations? And you understand what those are. It's not that they opened a police station and they're serving the public. They took Chinese nationals, interested in advancing the interests of China, the Communist Chinese Party, put them in offices in the United States to do things like monitor U.S. citizens who might be discussing the needs for more democratic reforms in China. Also, one would argue, to push back against anything that was anti-China, like you saw from Confucius Institutes on college campuses, 
these college campuses would take money from China and they'd put it together, these Confucius Institutes, to promote Chinese culture. No, it was to battle against anybody talking smack about the communists, which is always valuable because all communists are worthless. Communism is a disease. The people who promote communists are fools. They're useful idiots for a reason. They're never going to be the people on top. They're going to be the people in the gulag just like the rest of us. You know how many times the gulags were filled with people saying, I can't believe I'm here. If Lenin knew I was here, if Stalin knew what I was here, my gosh, he'd be so angry. How the hell do you think he got there? These people all think they're going to end up on top. Man, they are going to be amazed when they're eating grubs. They're going to be shocked and stunned. They won't be able to believe it, but they're going to be right next to you in the gulag cell, baby. China does not want you talking about China. China wants to control what it is you talk about. So they utilize these Confucius Institutes, as they had them in college campuses, to try and dictate conversations regarding China. Thank goodness we threw them off of a multiplicity of college campuses. I think they're all gone now, or at least they damn well should be. Now you have this police station concept where you have these communist Chinese party allies, whatever you want to call them, whatever the terminology is, and they're, they're, they're in New York surveilling uh, Americans in California because they're pro-democracy people for China. I'm sorry. Uh, I say we charge them with, es- with espionage, and then when found guilty of treason, we, uh, we explain to China how this works. Now, that's a very, very touchy game. You want to talk about engaging in that kind of retribution? That's a very, very touchy game. But China needs to learn a lesson. China needs to know that it's gone too far, as it has on a multiplicity of things. So, time for a little bit of pushback. Now, I'll take the pushback in a couple different ways. One is finding them guilty of espionage and what comes with that. Here's another one. We stop paying the debt. How much do we owe China right now? What? Hold on, I'm going to search it up in the Bing box. What do we owe China? I'm assuming by we, I don't know, I mean the United States. According to this, it's $1.08 trillion. Let's just call it a trillion dollars amongst friends. Not anymore. We don't owe you anything anymore, China. It's over. We owe you nothing. We're paying you nothing. And if you ask why, it's, it has nothing to do with the full faith and credit of the United States. That's fine. You steal intellectual property. You send spy balloons over the United States. You threaten allies and therefore the United States. Yeah, we're done with you. Oh, and you engage in spying not only with the spy balloons by putting people, assets on the ground, never mind those you're trying to send through the southern border, somehow pretending they got to Mexico willy-nilly, they just got on a boat or got on a plane were able to fly from China to Mexico where they're now walking through to the United States. Sure, that seems rational. We're not paying you anymore. Oh, and you gave the world COVID because it absolutely leaked from the Wuhan Virology Lab. It cost us billions. Never mind the lives that it took. That's worth $1.08 trillion. That debt is clean. Now let's talk about what else you owe us. What are you going to do? You going to start a war over that? Well, I guess that's up to you. We'll let some other nations try and cool you down. You're not, you're not going to trade with us? Really? You're not going to trade with us? Who are you going to trade with? Botswana? 
Who are you going to trade with? You think trade with Germany amounts to a cup full of you-know-what compared to trade with the United States? No, 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 go trade with Germany. Let's see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. Let's see how you do with all of those younger people that you need to get jobs for that you can't. Let's see how it goes with all those older people where you're now advancing the retirement age because you can't afford to have them retire because your engine is too big, baby. You got too much bloat. You communists promised the world and you can't deliver, sucker. Go on. Let's see how it works out for you. Let's see how you do. I mean, that's the answer. That is the only answer in how to deal with China. Well, I take that back. You could deal with it with the espionage way, and then they see that on Chinese television. They can figure out what to do next. But I like the economic angle, too. What can I say? I'm a man of many different opportunities. Which way do you want to do it? But dear Lord, we still have to question whether or not China is responsible for this? And check out the way China is lashing out. China, Chinese embassy urges House Republican to stop targeting China and focus on own failure in COVID origins hunt. Oh, these people are cute. Cute. Li Jiang, the Chinese embassy's liaison to Congress, emailed um, a uh, staff member for Representative Brad Wenstrup expressing China's perspectives on COVID-19 origins issue and uh, said, we call on the U.S. side to to respect science and facts, refrain from targeting China and holding the above-mentioned hearings, and put a stop to the intelligence-led, politics-driven origins tracing and help promote international solidarity against the pandemic and global cooperation on science-based origins training. Sure. Sure. Uh, You're guilty. There we go. Sometimes friends admit when they screw up. You didn't purposefully leak COVID, now did you? You didn't go into a lab manufacturers and say, oh, now we're going to get those Americans. That's not what happened. That's not what happened. You, as communists, are just incompetent, and you were experimenting with these bat coronaviruses. Yes, we understand you got money from EcoHealth Alliance to the National Institutes of Health. We understand that Dr. Anthony Fauci is guilty of funding this gain-of-function research. We, we understand that, but, but, you know, we'll take care of that one. You know what? We'll take care of that one. You don't worry about that one. What you have to worry about is that you knew the virus had leaked. You knew the virus had leaked, and so you know what you did? Nothing. You didn't tell the world. You didn't help the world prepare. You allowed people to travel so the virus would spread. And then, as that was happening, you bought up as much personal protective equipment as you could the world over to keep the rest of the world from being safe. That's you, China. That's you. You did that. But if you want to lash out because we're a fact-based people engaged in a fact-based conversation, well, that's all right. My kids sometimes lash out when I don't let them have a cookie. We don't care if you lash out. Chinese writing, the hearing just demonstrates that the U.S. is going further and further down the wrong path. To simply blame others or find a scapegoat for its own failure and incompetence is the easiest thing to do, but it is neither responsible for the past nor helpful for the future. By the way, you got to love how the Chinese have really been 
come to understand and be prolific in uh, English uh, or American idioms. Uh, it, it really is impressive. Scapegoat, down the wrong path, those kinds of things. But I think you look at that letter and you just go, <laughs> how sad. How sad. If China was a real friend, China would admit it's guilt. China would say, you know what? We did this. Um, we did this and uh, we, we apologize. But no, 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 no. China doesn't do that. So we can't ask for it. I mean, I guess we can ask for it, but we're never going to get it because that's not how the Chinese operate. Communists lie. That's what they do. It's why you can't ever trust Vladimir Putin. All communists lie. They lie all the time. They lie about everything. They lie everywhere. We don't care what you call scapegoating. You're guilty. We know you're guilty. We've said you're guilty. And now you're going to have to pay for that because you're not acting like a friend. And when you don't act like a friend, well, we got to assume what we got to assume. You know what I mean? I mean, you could be a friend. We always like friends. But if, but if, if you're not going to be a friend. Okay. You're not going to be a friend. Well, let's. That's just the way it is. And that's why we have to have a response that is clear and focused and quite dramatic, if you will, regarding these police stations. And that's why it's important to have hearings regarding what China did regarding COVID. And we should be very, very clear and explicit about how incompetent the communist Chinese are. This is an extremely important moment because not only is it fact-based, propaganda matters. And you have to ensure a propaganda war so other nations know you can't trust the Chinese. You know they're a bunch of lying sots. China is trying to buy up Africa. China is trying to buy up whole swaths of South America. China is trying to get Europe on its side. And of course, when you've got Emmanuel Macron going over there and groveling like a Neville Chamberlain wannabe, saying, you know what, we don't, we're Taiwan. We don't, we, what do we know about Taiwan? You know what, we'll worry about Europe and you worry about Taiwan. And, and then we can still be friends, right? Right, huh? Right, huh? That's what Emmanuel Macron did. And Emmanuel Macron needs to be punished for that. So a strong U.S. response to China regarding the origins of COVID reminds the rest of the world who's in charge. And now France has to come back with their tail between their legs to make sure that we still love them. But of course, they're the French, so they'll do it with bravado and swagger. And somehow we'll still let them back. My gosh, you lend us one Lafayette and then we're, 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 we're always forgiving you. Seems silly. Seems silly, although Lafayette, not silly. Much respect, seriously, to the man. Thank you, by the way. You have to show the rest of the world exactly what China is so the rest of the world understands how America is going to treat these communists, giving them, emboldening them, these other nations, to also treat China in the same way. This is what matters. This is what's important. This is how it has to be. So these hearings matter. Ignoring the Chinese pleas, the desperation uh, of uh, how don't you insult me? I'm going to tell my daddy. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, little kid. Goodbye. See you later. Gone. Done with you. Fat. Let him complain. Let him complain. What does it? What does it matter to us? What matters to us is that we know the facts, and what matters to us is we know who we can trust and who we can't, and no one can trust the Communist Chinese Party.
And for this police station, well, I gave you my two options. Maybe you've got a third. Espionage, and you know what we do with people commit espionage, or we stop paying back the debt because they now owe us. And I think we should go collecting. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today. Just a daily reminder that if you're ever feeling down, you feel like you did something that's embarrassing. You're like, my gosh, I can't believe I did that. I'm so ashamed of myself. Oh, what was I thinking? Just remember that it could be worse. You could be Vice President Kamala Harris. You know, I think that when we think about the SBA, it's about small businesses, and, and but, but entrepreneurs are also small businesses. Um, I've started to use the two uh, phrases together because we don't want to leave anyone out because they're the same kind of people. They actually are the same people. Oh my gosh. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. I don't know. I don't know what else I'm supposed to tell you. If that does not make you feel better. Like, you know what? I've said something that's silly. But it's it's nothing compared to Kamala Harris, small business owner and entrepreneur. I've been using the terms interchangeably because it's kind of like the same thing. Holy hell. I also want you to remember that, of course, you could be vice president of the United States. Of course you can. Look at her. This is this isn't embarrassing. This is criminal. Right? I could have had respect for her if she had simply just Willie Browned her way to the top. But this, this is a conversation coming out of her mouth. Like it's, it's logical. It's rational. It's reasonable. Like it's intellectual. What is this? This is surreal crazy. It's, it's, um, um, uh, oh yeah, that's it. It's embarrassing. Holy cow. I swear to you, you you should just, every time, it's like your transcendental meditation. Every time you're feeling a little bit of angst, just play Kamala Harris right there. Oh, you're going to feel better. Um, I've started to use the two uh, phrases together because we don't want to leave anyone out because they're the same kind of people. They actually are the same people. See? Tell me the sun isn't shining a little brighter. Tell me your clothes aren't feeling just a little bit better. Holy cow. Find it all, TonyCats.locals.com. Tomorrow, everyone. Take care.